being that propelled in sacrilege is your first impression of defeated sanity. What has been something that you're like super proud of on this new single? Um, in terms of like my delivery or, uh, right. Yeah. I, uh, you know, a, a question I had off of that was like, did your initial image match the delivery? Oh, so you mean like what I was, uh, like kind of how I was anticipating it coming out versus, versus, uh, what the final yeah. result actually was. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, since I joined the band and I mean, since I've been doing vocals in general, I've always been kind of, you know, taking influence from, uh, you know, all kinds of, uh, different forms of metal, but I mean, death metal being the most prominent, of course. Yeah. Um, but ever since starting vocals, I've been trying to really find my own voice that, and, you know, and also trying to, um, do justice to death metal vocals in general. So, I mean, really up to the point of me actually like going into the studio and laying down the vocals. I mean, I was always trying different textures and different kinds of sounds and eventually kind of settled on, I mean, throughout the album when, uh, as everybody will hear when it comes out, there's a lot of different vocal techniques on it, but there's also very, uh, sort of principle sort of a sound to my voice. And that's what I've been shaping for a long time. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, somebody somebody posted on Facebook that it got leaked and I couldn't find it. So I oh, don't good know well, it's good that you can't find it. <laughs> yeah, good for us. Did that actually happen then? Um, I don't know. I mean, I heard that it did, but how? I, I never. You know what I mean, I never actually found the files, but I don't know. I mean, it's bound to happen. It, it happens with every album. This is the this is the world we live in these days. Yeah, exactly. So, what's your overall feeling about the new album? Um, I mean, me speaking as first and foremost a defeated sanity fan, it's it's a good one. It, yep. it as as a as a listener, it would I think it would end up being one of my favorites. Um. In, in terms of having an unbiased opinion on it, granted I was on that, on this record. Um, I mean, just musically it's, it, it's, it's Kicks all, the brutal, it's all the brutal stuff that people were missing on the, the last album. Uh, well, I mean, the certain aspects of the last album, like the, Dar- the Darmada material um, that reeled a lot of people in, but also kind of uh, shut out some of the, the diehard fans of defeated sanity who are, you know, psalms or bust sort of people. Um, but I think this album is a really, really good marriage of the forward thinking defeated sanity style right. while still maintaining the really aggressive and brutal aspects. It's, it's come back tenfold. I would say on this one, did you do any, like I know defeated sanity, they're kind of to the roots type band. Um, did you guys do anything like weird on the album that like we wouldn't expect? Uh, I don't, I mean, hard to say in terms of, uh, what to and what not to expect, especially coming from us. Um, Cause there's a lot of really weird shit in there that, I mean, yeah. even in, even in, in the single, the, uh, um, during that main slam where the, uh, 
there's this weird little flutter part that's actually like a basically the that that little lick yeah that thing is like basically just smacking down on a whammy bar on a harmonic and that's like it's it's just weird techniques like that that are just like it's it's always little nuances that lily focuses on and really tries to make little very special moments but he's always very adamant about being able to recreate that exact thing live right because yeah he's that's not it's true (laughs) yeah there's there's nothing worse than somebody releasing an album and then you see them live and it's like damn you're like half good what what happened what happened dude no totally um and i mean that's I, I mean, I'm like that. I, I like to see a band and think, oh, my God, this is the album, but better. Right. That's when I know that's that's a band that pulls pulls everything off live is when it is the album, but better. Yeah, which is exactly. kind of rare. Yeah, that doesn't happen a lot. That's what separates the, the greats, you know? Yeah. All so the bands do or always deliver on right. that front. What's the um like deep rooted meaning behind the album name? So the album is called The Sanguinary Impetus. Mm-hmm. And essentially this whole album, the concept of this album is there's absolutely no human elements. It's entirely about the animal kingdom and nature. Yep. Um so basically to to put it to to basically sum up the whole album, each song is about a different subject, be it a certain animal or in one case, a plant that have a very sort of a unique either uh, hunting uh, strategy or practice or also weird um, sort of sexual practices as well. Yeah. Um, each song has a is basically based off a different subject in that in that manner like a different so, animal is what a you're different saying animal, yeah it's basically a, every song is a different animal and basically a narrative describing its like the process through which it Liz. kills its prey i got you that that's actually kind of sick i've never heard a band do that <laughs> we hadn't either so we were we we just jumped on it we were like hey this is a really cool unique concept and we thought of it um I mean, we were talking about this concept, I would say, like, man, maybe like four years ago. Like, I wasn't even in the band that long, and we were already talking about this idea. And by by the time we came to, you know, really getting the songs together, we were still like, yeah, let's do this. Um, so we just, we, run, we went right down that rabbit hole, and it ended up working out really well. And I hope people actually read the lyrics to this album, yeah, because we exactly. worked really hard on these. So who's the top of the food chain on this album? Um, so, I mean, granted, for anybody listening, they must be that interested to know. So I will give some detail is so the pinnacle of the album is going to be the chimpanzee. Because yeah. the chimpanzee is the closest relative to the human. Mm-hmm. And also in terms of how it behaves it kind of personifies the really animalistic nature of humans that we so desperately try to suppress. Right. So that's kind of subliminally how we wanted to end the album was this whole 
so this whole album is just these savage beasts, you know, killing their prey and like doing whatever they can to survive. And then we come to the end of the album and we end up almost with a return to form coming back to humanity in a way by being the closest relative to humanity. That is unique. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and also we, we kind of took this approach early on, but it kind of, I'm trying to think of the album's uh, flow from top to bottom in terms of which, uh, which animal is at which point in the album. But for the most part, we tried to make all the smallest, most like almost insignificant creatures start at the beginning of the album and then they get bigger as the song goes <laughs> and more aggressive as the er, album goes and more aggressive as the album continues. So that actually the beginning the first, doesn't start start very mellow. It's all heavy shit. It's all heavy. Yeah, it's all heavy. But it's <laughs> the subject matter. It's the subject matter that uh, starts off small. So the first the first song is going to be about a uh, a pitcher plant, which is a carnivorous plant. It's actually not even an animal, technically speaking. Um, and then we go on to a few insects, which um, if you know Insecta Incendium, which is a song we released a long time ago, actually. Um, that we revamped for the album as well. And that's about a, uh, the, um, whatchamacallit? Uh, what's the name of it? It's, it? They, they attack honeybees, but it's the Japanese, uh, it's a Japanese hornet. I was drawing. Oh, okay. Um, and they attack honeybee colonies and, uh, you know, basically, but oh no, wait, hold on. I'm turning this all backwards because actually, (laughs) no, it's funny because actually where I live, I live in the Pacific Northwest in Washington and we have these, um, we have these Japanese giant, like they're called murder wasps coming over from Asia right now. And they're like starting to like reproduce and people are seeing them everywhere and they're huge. So that's actually not what the song's about. The song is about Japanese honeybees who essentially, basically a wasp will come into their nest in order like to invade and try to, you know, conquer their, their hive. But essentially what they do is they pounce on top of the wasp and basically cover it and they vibrate and essentially they're creating energy and they, the, the honeybees can actually withstand just a few degrees higher in temperature than the wasp can so they essentially roast the wasp alive what the fuck yeah and, and it's, <laughs> it's brutal so that's what insecta incendium is about which insecta incendium translates it's from latin it translates to fire insect if gotcha. uh, my translation is correct but so um, do you plan on sticking with this concept for your future stuff no or- it, it would be way too hard to, I, I think it would be way too difficult to try to, um, to try to push this further because, um, we were finding that in terms of just language and writing the lyrics that it was, it was kind of hard to not reuse phrases and words when dealing with animals and dealing yeah. with certain, just yeah, certain aspects of art. Yeah, it's right. kind of, it was kind of hard to describe similar scenarios with fresh language. 
Mm-hmm. And by the end of the by the end of the lyric writing process, we were like our tanks were running on empty. Right. Um, so we were, uh, I mean, by the by the time we reached the finish line, we were exhausted mentally. <laughs> so did you say you wrote this album like 50 50? Uh, um, in terms of the vocals and the lyrics, yeah, just about. Um, me and Lily, we would basically get together at least once a week over the course of, man, consistently over the course of probably like a year and a half. And we would just sit and write lyrics and talk about ideas. Um, that doesn't certain, happen a lot. No, not really. Um, wow. I mean, Lily is has a bird's eye view over everything in terms of the music and how everything goes together. And the vocals, especially on this album, the vocals are another instrument. And with the vocals gone, mm-hmm. the s- certain parts of the music almost don't make sense. It's a piece of the puzzle that is basically filling in part of the structure musically so he had very at at certain points in certain songs he had very very concrete vocal patterns in mind that were going to hold the music together so did he did he do any pre-production for this album or how how what was your method we did so um we did have demo recordings done over the course of time so he would uh you know, sometimes he would go into the studio, like just a friend's studio and record demos um, on drums. And then he would record guitars and send them to Jacob to work on the bass parts. And he would also send them to me. And I would do um, this was also after we had written the lyrics in terms of doing vocal demos. Mm-hmm. For the most part, the lyrics would be done before I did vocal demos. Right. So. Essentially, the the demos that he made he would send to me and then I would record vocals on top. And then, uh, actually I would actually end up doing it on top of the, uh, the album tracks. Cause Lily went into the studio last summer, almost a year ago now to do the, to do the drum tracking with Mike Heller from malignancy. So, yeah. so he went to LA and Jacob was there too. And they did drums and bass over the course of, I think two weeks in LA with Mike. And then, Lily did some, I think, uh, like demo guitars, or I don't know if those are the ones we ended up actually using, but we did end up reamping when we went to the studio to do vocals and mix. Mm-hmm. But anyway, at which point I would get those tracks, and I was essentially doing demos on top of the tracks that we were actually ta- that were actually the final recordings. So yeah, so you there- did. So three parts, basically. You did a pre-production, you did a pre-album, and then you did the actual final final. Kind of, yeah. It was very, uh, it was it was pretty drawn out, and it allowed us to really take time to really listen to how everything was interacting and make changes with a clear mind. Mm -hmm. While also, because I mean, to me, it's very valuable to be able to listen to things in and out of context. Yeah. So you do a vocal demo, you do a demo for anything, really, and you listen to it and you shape things and then you don't listen to it for, say, a week. And then you and listen then you to listen it again in the car. Yeah, yeah exactly. And yeah. You, you're, you, you sit and listen to whatever records you have in your car and then you pop that on and you kind of start to. It, it can go either way. Sometimes you start to think, oh, I'm being way too hard on myself. This is badass. 
or yeah. vice versa. This is horrible. I have to rework <laughs> some things. Revamp, uh, rework, start yeah. again. <laughs> so the in terms of the vocals for this album, I essentially did them from home for the most oh, part. For, for the most part, I tracked them from home on top yep. of the on top of the final uh, tracks that we were going to take to mixing. Um, what type of mic? Uh, I used an SM7B. That's what I'm using right now. Nice. That's what I was trying to get working at the beginning of this meeting, but wasn't happening. Right. This wasn't happening today. Zencaster, you did a shit job. Yeah, you did. So, last question is: In the future, if you had to choose a cover from any band, what would it be? Oh man, that's hard. For for defeated to do. Yeah. Uh. Here, let me let me make it even tougher on you. Oh it god. Can't, it can't be a death metal um band. It can't be it, a death metal band. It's got to be like some a- abstract genre. But could we make a death metal version of it? Yes. I'm yeah, obviously obviously you, make it in your uh, Oh, okay. Realm. It would have to be something classical. It would have to be something like uh some some abstract like sort of uh contemporary like post World War Two uh, composition like Messiaen or uh, Penderecki something something that's already really screwed up on a harmonic level. Right. We would have we would have a field day doing something like that, <laughs> and I know Lily would agree. 